Ah, welcome to Ranch Life. It's a beautiful song. I'm into it. It's a very lovely song. The Wrench Life Podcast. This is number three. And we're going to open right up with, I guess, what they would call a little housekeeping. Um, I made a YouTube, so this is all going to be on YouTube with the video. In putting it on YouTube, I realized we need to divide these into uh, a flow. So there eventually there will be a library, mm. a readable library, so to speak. So a Someone that wants to listen can find the content that they choose to find. So we broke those down into uh, five categories. And the first one is all what we're doing now, which is just intro to Rich Wrench Life. Mm -hmm. So that's all these ones that are really kind of formulating the whole thing. That's what today is going to be, another one of those. Then, because the triangle, you know, the brain-food-body connection... Uh, Say a uh, podcast that had to do with, uh, I'd say, like psychology and the mind and the psyche and that sort of stuff, which is a lot of it. Those are going to be called Mind Over Matter. I call those mom podcasts. Because mom. mom, you know, mom really is a uh, just a another word for culture, really. Mm -hmm. Mom is just don't eat with your hands, you know. Get your, you know, like my mom, she'd have trained me with a wooden spoon to not eat with my hands like a freaking animal. That uh, <laughs> worked, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe in some domains it was, it was successful. I don't know. Not with pizza, though. She taught you right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you fold your pizza? Yeah. Yeah, you got to fold it. Yeah, fold pizza. Um, you do an interesting trick where you always eat, like, the crust off the corner of it with your pizza. Me? Yeah. Well, that's because they get the pizza and it's real hot. Uh, I want to burn my tongue on the cheese, but I really want the pizza. Uh, and also, the crust is not the boring, but get it out of the way first. I get it. People who eat their crust, don't eat their crust, need to grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. That's some, some childish that's like, shit. That's like the better version of, like, you could have your cake and eat it, too. It's like, it's a, it's the counter one. You could, you have your pizza and you eat your crust, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, the uh, So, after Mind Over Matter, we would have... Um, Pod, uh, busy bodies. Is that what I called it busy body, timely bodies. I haven't thought. I haven't thought about that one yet because that that's relating to like biology, and uh, and your body, and a lot of that is circadian rhythm. So I wanted a time element involved. So, hmm. timely bodies, but something like that. Busy bodies has a good ring. To it, it does. Like yeah. Flows. And then uh, podcasts relating to food and nutrition and everything, which is my favorite realm in all this. Mm -hmm. Is uh, that's going to be food for thought. Uh, that's good. And then we just have one called Another Perspective. That's down the road when we get other people to come in and talk about their experiences and how they navigated them and all that good, fun stuff. That actually doesn't sound that fun. No. It sounds fun to talk about it, but like sitting here with someone having a deep conversation about their depression. It, uh, yeah. It's more fun than being in it. There's more utility than it's fun, you know? Mm hmm. Okay. So, yeah. <sighs> We're gonna move the uh, the beautiful the uh, 
beautiful moments, angry moments thing to the middle of the podcast a little right, bit. We'll, we'll break it up. Although I wanted to try to outline this whole podcast, but I didn't. I just didn't have the time. I'm a busy person, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. That's for sure. So we'll try to we'll try to put that in the middle, divide it up. I'm also going to do the the Michael Pollan food rule. I think as a sign off. We're going to mess around with the format to see what works better with those things for the three people that listen. So if you're one of those three people, appreciate the feedback. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, we did, uh, we did the intro to Wrench Life. We have my background, and now you know, we're almost getting into it, but I realized we need to, uh, to talk about solutions. We need a defined problem. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a really complicated, broad pro- uh, problem. And uh, I've been trying to figure it out. And last night I was super frustrated at all these issues with my internet connection, which we'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story later when we get to an angry moment. Because I, 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 I was pissed, dude. <laughs> but um, this is uh, what I'm going to coin as the great problem. Mm. Right? Uh, this is a little, um, it's a double entendre. Ooh. It's like when uh, you come in, you're working in the restaurant, or I work at the skate park, and someone comes in, and like, oh, it's busy. It's like, or how's it been? You're like, oh, it's been, we've been slammed. And you're like, oh, good problem to have. Yeah. You know, that it's like ironic, but it's like, yeah. so the double entendre is that, is that, it, is that it, in one sense, in great, it is a fundamentally massive existential issue. And then the other, on the other half of it is that it's like a good problem to have, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it. That alone is like it's two opposite sides of the spectrum, and the, and and it, and it seems like it's a feedback loop type situation, mm-hmm. which makes it really complicated. I'm going to break it down into a um, actually a political economic breakdown because I think it'll be a little bit easier because people have a hard time thinking about their own thoughts. Yeah, it's scary. Um, and also, I'll open up with this uh, the, the crutch analogy. I always talk about the crutch analogy, and I realized after the last podcast telling my whole story that I had actually had the crutch analogy wrong. Hmm. Um, so the crutch analogy, uh, I used to say that people act, uh, like depression or anxiety is a crutch. And that is kind of, that is true for a lot of people. It's how they do look at it. And it's the way I was looking at it. But I think, uh, the correct analogy would be that the, the psychological, psychological struggles. And you could even say this about, Anything with like your diet and your lifestyle, because a lot of those are based in just getting over the hump and mentally putting yourself where you need to be. So all those struggles, all that anxiety and everything, it's actually the limp. It's the injury. Mm-hmm. Which you know, as soon as I said it out loud, I'm like, well, isn't that blatantly obvious? The crutch is uh, what an individual Sorry. what an individual implements while their injury persists or heals, and whether it persists or heals is dependent on one's relationship to that crutch. Is the crutch what a crutch is? Is it is it a tool for your for your recovery, your your PT, or is your crutch a rigid ideology that is uh, how you, this is how you are now, and it's how and you're just gonna walk with the crutch? It's like I, I was like three quarters of the way to that analogy being correct. Mm-hmm. I think I like yeah. Most people look at it like the crutch, like oh here's my here's my crutch. Yeah, here it is. You know, like it's there's like a weird thing where you could just talk about your anxiety and depression, like it's this crutch, and you're like, look at my crutch. Yeah, look how it's an easy excuse. But really, it should be you should point at the cast on your ankle and be like, look at my, that's my injury. Yeah. And this is to get me away from it, right? Yeah. 
before I get into the the analogy, the, the, the the political economic analogy, I have a I have a great quote from Carl Jung, one of my favorite fathers of psychology. Uh, and the quote is, "The idea of a normal man, perfectly healthy, is in itself an illusion. All mankind is liable to illness, for we are not our own masters." So this is going to kind of segue into why. In a lot of cases, we are not our own masters, and why we think the crutch is, you know, a permanent limb to us. And I'll start by posing you, Blaze, with a question. Oh, I didn't study. <laughs> no, it's 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 a um, what's that question? Like how many miles would a man walk down before you call him a man? What do you call that? It's a rhetorical question. Uh. Um, I'm gonna say hyperbole, but that's not right. So, do do you um, do you experience existential panic when you're fully engorged in your work, or or your pursuit of a goal? Uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. I mean, like, are you are you contemplating your happiness when you're like when you're like when you're when it's dinner service at work? Oh, like no, when I'm focused, no. It's all the other times when it's busy that stuff tends to to leave my mind. Exactly. Or, yeah. And that's why Yeah. That's why it's a great problem to have because yeah. it's when you have all that free time that you can think about it. Yeah. And this also points out that without without being without working toward a goal, you are lost enough to contemplate those things. So I would also call this the the lie about free time. It's almost it's like a it's a cage we're stuck in as much as, as it's a freedom because what what do pe- most people do with what they call their free time? Just waste it. Netflix. C- quote the Henry Rollins: "There's no such thing as free time. There's no such thing as downtime. All you have is lifetime." So powerful Henry Rollins. Yeah, dude, I love Rollins. So we're, uh, this is what we're, the analogy we're gonna do. Um, we're basically going to talk about like a Western free market democratic capitalism system versus socialism, communism. And within that spectrum, basically, I, uh, money is going to be free thought, essentially. And uh, the market or lack of market is kind of roughly socialization. So to, just to get some basic analogies here, some people... Some people probably could come into this right now being like, oh, where's Dave going with this? Isn't socialism good? Uh, you can try to not agree with that, but it, you know, the, <laughs> the history and the economics are pretty undeniable, and the way I lay this out, I think it really supports it. Like Both of these analogies will support both of them on, on opposite sides. So just to lay it out simply, a market economy, this is all based from the Wikipedia. Wikipedia? Yeah. So a market economy is an economy in which the decisions regarding investment, production, and distribution are guided by price signals created by forces, by the forces of supply and demand. Okay? Normal Real simple. Pretty, pretty economics. Yeah. Now, our system in America is based on uh, the free market, the laissez-faire system. Uh, this system is, uh, again, Wikipedia in which the prices for goods and services are determined by the open market and by consumers. So the open market is the fully unrestricted kind of whatever. Like like a full open market is no taxes, no tariffs, no anything, yeah. right? Which obviously is a little too chaotic. 
only works in small scales. The analogy there would be like, you know, all, all of our brains start as a, a laissez-faire market. That's why kids are so crazy and creative because they can just think whatever they want, however they want. They're like all over the place, you know. They have no preconceived notions of anything. They exactly. Just yeah. Seeing everything for the first time. And then, so what we're down. I'm actually going to use. Uh, I'm going to use actually the Chinese system because it's actually the only argument that you could put against open market capitalism. Really, they use a what they call it a socialist market capitalism. So that's an economic system in which uh, economic development is a uh, employed. That's a weird. They'd use employed as a the verb when you're talking about markets. It gets, gets confusing. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about employment. But uh, so the model of economic development is implemented by I'm changing the word there mm -hmm. implemented by the People's Republic of China. The system is based on uh, a predominant predominantly with public o public and state ownership stuff, and it works within a market economy. So it's like they're socialist, but they've taken the things that worked in in a free market capitalist thing and kind of shoehorned them together, and it's kind of working. Uh, but if you look at it more closely. They might be facing a little more economic struggle than most people might think. So that's kind of like where most people's brains are right now. It's like a lot of your values and goals are socialist ideas that you get your mom gives you essentially, like go to college or get a job or whatever. And obviously, there there's people that'll be like, no, I just want to live in a van and travel. And like you could certainly be happy that way, but it's going to be at odds with kind of the main system. Mm -hmm. Uh. So, the extreme, if say you keep going with that, you know, you basically lose your, your individuality entirely. And that's, you know, your full-on, like, communism, socialism, full-on communism, in which everything is state-owned and state-planned. There's pretty much no free thought. There are no goals. Things are, like, goals and, and um, free thought aren't even, aren't even in the equation in communism at all, <laughs> you know. For, uh, for communism to work, everyone pretty much needs to be an ideologue. Mm -hmm. So that would be someone that is, like, so subscribed to our society's version of success that they basically don't have any goals of their own versus a child who is, you know, you're completely open market. They kind of do whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, as you articulate, you know, your ability to thought, think as a child, you obviously slowly get you know, indoctrinated into society's goals, which gets a little confusing there because those goals are based in the free market system. But the analogy I'm trying to make is that you have a spectrum from completely free thought and all your goals and then having no articulated goals of your own, just like go with the flow, you know, be one of the herd, which is... So it's like your mind is communism if you have no goals yeah <laughs> kind of so you're just kind of going with the flow you don't have any real ambitions you just well you have ambitions they're just not your own yeah you have uh you're working towards the greater good of the country i guess in quotes yeah you're just following the path that's laid in front of you in yeah. front of you path of least you don't resistance. you don't own your own goals yeah. therefore your goals become less fulfilling um Let's see where I'm going down. This is the first time I'm trying to really go off a, a, a piece of a document here. So being able to talk like you're reading and make it seem like you're not reading something is pretty hard. This is also, we're sleepy today. Yeah, so <laughs> just to sum, uh, sum that up, the state 
the state in a, in society, you know, socialist or communist stuff would be overarching societal goals. Uh, a laissez-faire open market would be unregulated and sometimes unaligned with society type goals. Okay? So, in the West, aka America, all Great caps. Country in the USA. I, only, I only ever type America in caps. So we we kind of got it right economically and politically, and th- and there's not really much strong argument against that aside from China, which is why I use China as the, as the argument because other socialist con- countries, you know, I'm not even going to go into that. So the thing, and this is important; these analogies really make sense. The the market we don't have a full open market. There are some regulations, and markets do need regulations for a lot of reasons, like for example transparency in the past wasn't very good so people and resources can be exploited for capital gains the, the analogy there would be someone who um, who basically exploits another person in the path of their own art- unarticulated and probably selfish goal we all met people like that so that's basically you know when an open market kind of gets a little too too screwy your friend just you know People will uh, exploit you for romance. You know, maybe you think it's love and they just want to feel tingly things in their body parts. Mm-hmm. In regards to the economic side, transparency is, has really, really damped that down. Companies can't just, like, exploit people anymore because everyone's got an iPhone, yeah. which is great. Everyone's got all the information at all times. Yeah, back in the day, you could, you could you know, kind of bully employees and and price gouge them or like pollute and the transparency was so low yeah so the equivalent there would be that i would say market transparency would be uh your ability to be honest with yourself about your situation Mm -hmm. right what do they say sunlight's the best disinfectant Mm -hmm. get it out there okay let's see so the next thing um uh, would be social safety nets, which would be like welfare, unemployment, food stamps. Uh, so that's, I would equate that in a normal in a, in a normal environment. Those are your family and friends. Essentially, when when you're feeling bummed and low, those are the people that are there to kind of hold you up for a period of time. They're just another other other crutches essentially. Uh, and that's what most economic arguments with with. Uh, those socialist structures that some people look at them like a crutch on an injury and it's like, well, I live on welfare now and that's how it's going to be. That's not a good tactic for long-term fulfillment, I don't think. But that's that's a whole nuanced conversation I'm not going to yeah. get into. That's the whole thing. But essentially, your, your socialist safety net systems we have in our market are your friends, your family, your loved ones. Like, dude, I feel like shit lately, you know, and they need to be there for obvious reasons. Um, so th- these are the reasons why the free market works, and it falls completely in line with wrench life. Free markets are incentive-based. They are progress-based. It drives innovation and creativity. And that, this is one of the things I didn't have time to look it up. Nothing is done more for humanity than capitalism. Advancements in medicine are, like, right behind them, but part of the advancements of, me- of a medicine are accountable to the wealth and access of of free market capitalism. It's the only class that really allows uh, class... No, it's the only system that allows class mobility. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're in any sort of socialist system, you're kind of like... Stuck where you're at. 
Essentially, yeah. Like, the American dream is based in a progression-based, you know, capitalism. And so, you know, the idea that you can start with nothing and you're wor work your way into economic stability and prosperity on an, in on an individual level, you know what that is? It's beautiful, dude! That's enough. In a... So, the personal analogy there is, you know, you have your own goals, you articulate your own goals, and then you work towards your goals, and it's beautiful. Uh, it's not quite the same situation if you are subscribing to, like, you may achieve goals if you subscri subscribe to normal societal goals. Like, maybe you do go to college, right? Maybe you get your degree. Maybe you get that job. Maybe you get the wife, the kids, or the husband, whatever. Like, how fulfilling does that sound if they're, they are not goals born of your brain? It won't bring you any happiness if it's just going with the flow, you know. There's a reason aren't your real goals. Exactly. There's a reason that those goals are, are common goals because they are very fulfilling for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a lot of people can just do more average mundane goals and find fulfillment. But there's a lot of people who maybe you know they're signed up for MCC and they're like, I'm freaking doing it. It makes them feel good for a period of time, and then they're like, It's hard. I'm bad at sitting here in this class. I don't know if I want to go tomorrow, and then well, it's really it easy to, to come talk unraveled. yourself out of something like that if it's just I'm just going to school to go yeah. to school because that's what society wants me to do. And you know, when you get to that moment of like, do I want to go in the morning? It's like, well, you know, it's not some. It's not working towards a goal that I care about. It's a goal that probably your parents or society is yeah. putting on you. Well, the the difference is you can use your meditative time and, and your own self-actualization to think through the goals that you have already subscribed to because you need goals, right? And then you might think through it and be like, all right, why do I want to go to college to get a degree, to get a job? What kind of job? Well, I want a good job, right? I don't want, why would I go to school for a bad job? Or like, here's a great one. Why the hell would you go to work, college for a job that like you're not going to get? Mm -hmm. That's like, like, oh, I majored in history. Okay, what's your job? What the hell are you gonna do with that? Like, maybe like you gonna be a history like, teacher? How, how much exactly, demand that's is it. there for that? Shout out history teachers. But yeah, like, what are you gonna be a history so. teacher? Or are you going to? You're gonna. What else can you do? You could be like a curator at a museum. It's like, there, is there an abundance of those jobs? Nope. It's like and every people like I'm gonna go to college for photography. That's what I did. Yeah. What did I do with that? Nothing. You're doing it right now. I know, right? It's like so. Well, what 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 job do I want? Is this going to be good for me? Can I make money doing it? Hold on, let's even step back. Am I capable of sitting in a lecture room for two hours and listening to this asshole talk? If the answer to that's no, maybe you should try skilled trade. Yeah. I, I think that's um, one of the most valuable things that you can do. I mean, it's the only reason I graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they make it pretty hard to find in the high school format because they want you to take the traditional avenues of just going mm -hmm. to college and fitting in quote unquote. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I only found cooking in the vocational school because my friend went and I was interested in it. And, yeah. You know, it's not like they have, I mean, I'm sure there was like some fair where you could figure out how to take both these classes, but I didn't see that. So, you know, it, it, not everyone fits the, the social norms exactly, mm -hmm. and wants to go through all these, uh, all these hoops for 
goals that aren't even theirs. Yeah. I I would think we're gonna we're like we're like half hour here, so we're gonna we're gonna do our break. We're gonna go over some some beautiful moments, some angry moments, some uh, 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 chaotic moments. You know, your little. We're gonna segue this in the middle. Where do we want to start? Do you want to start today? Which one you got for me? Uh, I do have a chaotic moment, uh, anxiety. Yeah, I want to hear about that because I, I I didn't I didn't study. You know what it feels like. <laughs> Exactly what it feels like. Um, yeah, so obviously last week's podcast was a little. There was a lot there, mm-hmm. um, and I said on that podcast that I had a little like existential panic the night before, trying to outline for the podcast, and then that during that, before you came over, I was working on it some more, and just to sit down and think through all the worst things that have ever happened to you, and like to be like, how can I put this in an order that makes sense? <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been thinking about doing it, and just the thought of doing it has kept me from doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm pre- I'm like I'm goal driven enough that I could be like, all right, I could abstract myself away from it enough to look at it to do it. You know, like here's an example, of a similar thing. I when I used to do photo work, I actually took pictures of one of my friends naked. <laughs> she was doing some modeling thing, not like full nude. It was tasteful. Um, and my girlfriend at the time was very upset about it. And yeah, I said to her, I'm like, when I'm I'm working, like when I'm when I take a picture with the camera and look at the screen, like I don't see uh, my friend's tits. I'm looking at color, contrast, exposure, like same thing. When I was editing the photos, same thing. It was only after it was completely done, and I like I was like, finally, and I sat back and I was like, oh shit, that's insert name naked. Wow, weird. I get it now. Like I was just so. Yeah, so <laughs> I was outlining my life and everything, and uh, I guess I had a little bummed, and then we did the podcast, and that was obviously a high-stress situation, then we, we went to the skate park, and we were riding, and I was all right, and then uh, uh, one of the uh, girls in the skate park uh, DM'd me, she was upset about something in our other podcast, Breaking Free Speech, shout out that, at Breaking Free Speech, uh, it was... You know, she just misinterpreted something or whatever, but she just upset her, and I just want we just clarified. Oh, I didn't mean it that way, but that that one thing of her being upset about something I said was like the straw that broke the camel's back, and I just shut down. And I tried to ride still, I just wasn't having it. I, uh, and I, I was fasting too, so I was like, I don't oh know. yeah, extra stressful. That was probably twenty hours into a fast, yeah. and then trying to do physical activity, so that's going to complicate it. We fell too. Oh, I did eat fine. shit, yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> about that. So I was like, whatever, I'm, maybe I'm just like grumpy. I came home and I made a nice steak and Brussels sprouts. Sweet. And then I was like, I ate it, and I was like, I should be good now, dude. Yeah. Love steak and Brussels sprouts. And uh, I still felt like shit. Then I was like thinking about it, and I got, and I think Gary and I were talking a little bit, and then I just like fucking lost it. Just got, just like broke. I ended up uh, going to the girlfriend's house. Like a little crybaby bitch, but <laughs> I can't. It's so. Yeah. I was just, I was like, was laying in bed. I was just like, fuck. Like, I couldn't even think about anything else. It was just like, it was a lot. It's crazy. That's how I felt yesterday. I, like I said, I, I think I wasted a bunch of time at work yesterday, starting a new job that I'm not particularly happy with. Mm. Um, and I was just exhausted because 
we had Wrench Fest on mm. Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then Daylight Savings. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I got, like, no sleep, stumbling into work to do nothing for no real goal. I'm still feeling Saturday. I went to bed at 4.45, and I got up at 9. Oof. Yeah, I didn't go to bed that late or wake up that early. <laughs> but all yesterday, I just wanted to, like, lay in bed and be miserable and mm. hung out with the chick, and we went and got coffee. and Love coffee. Yeah, felt good. Went to Fuego. It's good. Did you get a coffee? I did. I fucking knew it. Ah, I got a, I got a latte. Oh. The couch is very uh, squishy. I got a couch is, in there. It's long and full of friends. What's that? What? What? Nothing. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was just nice to, my whole day turned around. But, and it just took being like, all right, well, I'm going to get, we're going to get out and go and do a thing. Instead of just be, mm. I'm just not going to be mopey and lay in fucking bed nice. all day. Resisted the nap urge. No, I was extremely tired. Mm. So, mm. Same story. Mm. I'm not yawning at your story, I'm just tired. I'm yawning at my story. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue right into the beautiful moment. Because my, my chaotic moment kind of turns into my beautiful moment at the same time. God, I love this song. That's why it's an intro music now. We all know and love that song. It's Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, Historical. I was trying to see the sun sunrise this morning. That's what I was thinking about. That's a beautiful moment. Yeah. Up early. Yeah. Fresh early. cold air, Cobb's Hill, sunrise. That is a beautiful. I'm jealous. That was a pretty good one. I didn't. I didn't see the sunrise as much as I wanted to, but. Like I said, my, my girlfriend had to work this morning, and I had to drive her home at 7. And I was like, well, I could just go back to bed, but mm-hmm. I'm also really close to Cobbs, and maybe I'll see the sunrise and get, like, a real little run in. Mm-hmm. So sat in my car at, at Cobbs, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm here. Just don't be a bitch. And I just ran the loop. It's nice, real slow pace, like a nine-minute, three-quarter mile. What's that bad? But... Yeah, it's relaxing. Not good. Yeah, I thought about doing that as part of the podcast, uh, doing like our week in review for what we activities we've mm. done, because that, that forces you to be accountable to what I do. That's, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like I know, you know, if I don't, I'm going to see, I, I go on Strava, and I'm like, oh, Dave ran today. Fuck, I didn't run today. Yeah. I feel like a bitch. Well, I will tell you that every day I run, I feel great. I It's a you know 20-minute, around the block. Mm-hmm. Fresh air and sunlight right in the morning, that blast of cold air. I get back, I sit down at the computer, and I'm wide awake. Normally, in that 20 minutes, I'd just be sitting waiting for my coffee to get done, staring at a computer screen, not interacting at all. But then I run, and I get back, and I'm, I'm ready to fucking kick life in the balls. And then I tend to be in a good mood all day. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be probably about 4 o'clock, and I'm like, man, I feel great if I ran. You would think with that much stacked behind it, I would have no problem running every morning. Mm-hmm. Still but sucks. I go to bed. I'm not joking. Well, actually, last night I didn't. And the night before that, because it was four in the morning. But almost every night I go to bed, I'm like, I'm going to get up and run in the morning. And it's like maybe only every fourth morning I actually manage to do it. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point, I don't want to actually run every morning. I want to be okay with running every morning. You know, like I want to, I want to get up 
and not have like a existential panic on whether I have the, the tenacity to make it out the front door and run. Yeah. I want to be like, oh, I, I could. I'm choosing not to. You know, I want to choose not to run, not choose to run. Yeah. I think that's <clears throat> that seems to be a lot of what drives both you and I is like the, well, I don't want to feel like I can't. Mm-hmm. It's more like I don't want to, you know, feel, you just want to put yourself in, in, in that deep water mm-hmm. to know you can get out of it mm-hmm. just because... Just because. Yeah. All right, so my beautiful moment. I've had a couple this week. Um, obviously, Wrench Fest, the, a little birthday bash at the skate park, was pretty fun. Yeah, it was sweet. I was kind of in the zone riding, doing a couple tail-ups that felt fun. Did you land one up the up the Euro? No. I saw one where your feet didn't really Dude, touch. Look, I'd count it. Look at, this, look at this pedal slapper. Wow. Since I don't have pins on my pedals, it just gives me like a blunt force impact. <laughs> Uh, my beautiful moment was actually right after my little panic attack. Um, went to the girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't had someone like that in my life. Um, maybe, possibly ever. I don't know. Probably no. When I was a kid, it's hard to even like equate what my early relationship was because I was a kid then. We were just kids then. Either way, this is a uh, would be a new thing. Yeah. Regardless of yeah, but the fact that I could just be like, hey, can I come over? I'm like freaking out. And it's like an un like no, I know that no matter what the situation was, that was going to be a yes come over situation, which is awesome. What a great resource to have. Yeah, so that was just really nice because I I I probably over fortified myself, like, like lying to myself, saying I was tough and I don't need anybody and I don't need anything and I'm fine and blah 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 blah. And you know, I'm re- for me, it's really hard to ask for help. Yeah. So that to to be able to not feel stressed about asking someone to be supportive is very good feeling very good yeah i i call my mom a lot because she's always there and she won't just like coddle me every time if i'm being a fucking idiot she'll be like yo you're being a a bitch bitch. (laughs) pretty much you know yeah so it's like it's it's a i always have my mom to you know call and be like am i being crazy right now (laughs) Yeah, you're being a bitch. Go do your job. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My man. I also, um, it reminded me, I forgot I wanted to open up with um, just some, uh, I guess it would have been another housekeeping clarification thing from the previous podcast. Uh, my brother yelled at me and he's like, we're four years old, not two years old. And I was like, fuck. And if you asked me, I'd be like, oh, his birthday was 91. My birthday's 87. But I wouldn't have stopped being like, eight, nine. And 11. Oh, yeah, that's four. I don't know. Sometimes I just think too fast. I get ahead of myself. Uh, so, my bad. My bad, Gary. Also, I wanted to just clarify in the likelihood that one of the six people that listened to this happened to be one of the individuals that it was not... My ex-girlfriends were not shitty. Like, I was shitty. We were shitty. Like, we were collectively... We were dumb. It's not even that we were, sh- like... We're just kids, and yeah, we didn't know that's what anything, you know? Dumb kids. And I really don't want it to be painted like it had anything to do with the with the people, with the girls that, I, you know, I was dating at the time. Like, we were just trying to do what we were doing, and I was a fucking mess. You know, it's like, because a lot of people will be like, they'll just dump it all on the other person. Like, oh, it was the girl. It has nothing to do with it. No. So I just want to be perfectly clear about that. Um, and now... <laughs> Your my angry moment. 
you know me. I like to try to be organized, not uh, physically organized, uh, mentally organized. My internet's been going in and out. You know, technology pisses everyone off. Mm-hmm. My internet's been going in and out, in and out, which is obviously a problem if we're if I'm trying to exp- uh, upload video to internet. Josh also does video work, so that's an issue for him. And I was like, so I figured it had to be the modem, right? Because the wireless network stays up. The connectivity of the network is full four bars or whatever the hell it is. How many bars are there? Three bars and a dot? Whatever. Got to be the modem. My, my, my Spectrum modem has died before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got home from work last night, and I was like, I got to do this podcast in the morning. I got to finish outlining this thing, so I need my internet to work. I can't wait. So I went online. I was like, what, what's around me that's open late? Boom, Walmart. Walmart, type it in. What are the models? Okay, mm-hmm. There's these three models that fit what I'm looking for. Okay. Pick up in store. Boom. What are the stores? Okay, here's the stores that are in my area. Okay, what are the hours in the store? Boom. Okay, all right, cool. The one in Webster's open till 11 and has one of the ones I like. And the downtown Rochester store on Hudson, <laughs> which is an experience in itself. They have they have one of them. They're also open till 11. Great, cool. Jumped right in the car. Drive the one in Webster. I um, made the mistake of getting some other stuff before I went to the electronics department. Mm. So I, my normal carrots, Brussels sprouts, I uh, got a couple. They actually, I was surprised they had grass-fed steaks there. Mm. A couple other groceries, and they go to the electronics store, and like, there's no one in the electronics section. And I, Why I, would there be? <laughs> yeah, of course. And, I'm, and I see the modem I want. It's like got this alarm thing. It's like chained up to, it's actually locked to the, the shelf. Yeah. And it's got a little like alarm thing on it. So, I was like, oh, and so I was waiting around for a while, and I went over to like the desk where there's no one at, and I, and it said they have them on the card reader credit card thing. It says press here for assistance. So I pressed yeah. here, and it says someone will be here shortly. And I'm just waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. Wait. I kept walking over to it, being like, I wonder how how loud this alarm is. You know, can I just undo yeah. it? Cause and then just take it to the front of the store. And I'm waiting around, and there's a bunch of people working there, and they're all like just unloading. Um, boxes to stock shelves and so yeah. it's not their problem at all so I didn't ask them and I'm waiting around and no one ever comes so finally I go to the front of the st- store I go to one of the registers and I was like hey I'm you know I was just back in electronics um, I know what I want it's right there can I is there someone that can just op- get it out so I can buy it yeah and the, the woman was so fucking rude <clears throat> she's like I don't know and she goes, looks up to the other person on the register over, and she's like, there's no one back in electronics. And she's like, well, then it must be closed. She's like, yeah, closed. She said, yeah, closed. And I was like, okay, um, the product's right there. I just want to buy it. Yeah. And like, it, she's like, yeah, it's closed. <laughs> and I was like, the store's not closed. The product's right there. You're telling me I cannot just buy that, right, that product. Yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, it's closed. She's like chewing gum as she's talking and everything. Oh, God. And I was like... Take a deep breath, Dave. <laughs> it's like they're the only explanation for this is just laziness. Yeah. Closed. And I was just like, oh my god. Like they weren't even fucking nice about it. And the other per- person at the register right next door was had every opportunity to be to say something as well. And they're just like, yeah, closed. And then the uh loudspeaker goes off, the store's closing in five minutes. And I was like, What? They closed at ten. Yeah. The website's at 11. The product was there. I couldn't get the product. I was, I was just like, there is no logical explanation why this situation should be happening. That makes no sense. 
Yeah, and that's when I get most frustrated where it's like, yo, I did my research. I, I found the product online. It said it was unstocked. I came directly there. It was within the time frame they were open. It was like, where's the guy working electronics? Would you just fucking leave or something? Like, Nah, they get off at, uh, at uh, 9.55. Closed. Dude, it wasn't even... I must have been back there for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, yeah. standing around like... Oh, my God. So then I just drove down 104, went to the other one, got it in... Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I um, I was so pissed off. I never do this. I really hate when people do this. I think it's so fucking inconsiderate. But I just took my basket of groceries and just put it down on the counter. And I was like, all right. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah. It's like, just, if they're going to be that rude, just don't fucking buy anything. I was, I was like, Fuck it. dude, I must have looked so... I was like, so I, you're telling me I can't buy this. He's like, yeah, close. And I just took the basket and just placed it down. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Walk the fuck out. That's Yeah, that's the right move there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And the worst part is they probably thought you were a dick. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's just going to fucking leave this here? No. Oh, my God. And then I went to the other Walmart, <laughs> and by this time, it's probably 10 after 10, mm-hmm. and they close at 11, accurate to what the website says. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going in, the door greeter guy's like, I'm locking these doors in 15 minutes. And Hell I, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm good, dude. I'll be in and out. Don't worry about me. <laughs> And even then, the people at that Walmart were something. Jesus Christ. There's a reason fucking retail jobs suck. Like, like God, these people need a little wrench life. Oh, my God. I can't even, like, the way some people speak is so embarrassing. Like, it's like they can't even put together a decent structured sentence. Nah, closed. It's just like. Nah. (laughs) I don't know if it's a ma- if it's exactly if it's cultural or if it's relative to economic status, but it's just like I have like such frustration. You know, a lot of times at the skate park when kids talk like idiots, I'm like I I, I correct them. I'm like no, because that's sp- a teachable moment. Speaking well is one of those things that can get you so far in life. I just you know you sit down for a job interview. If your resume is worse, but you can formulate sentences in, in a cohesive, comprehensive no comprehensible manner it's going to get you pretty far whatever there's a reason they work at walmart yeah i mean the world needs grave diggers <sighs> like you gotta have all kinds of people i don't know grave digger sounds pretty gnarly i'm just thinking about the monster truck <laughs> uh so did you get angry at all this past week uh also let me also tell you I got. I had a modem someone gave me, yeah. and I came home, and I, I only slept for four hours, and I worked, we were open for ten hours yesterday, so it was a long day, yeah. and I took a shower, and I was, like, in my, like, pajama pants, just like, all right, cool. And I go, I forgot, the story gets better, holy crap. <laughs> the modems I got, two modems I found at the skate park, neither of them, they're both for DSL, because they used to have DSL, so they didn't work. Mm-hmm. So then I, after the shower, I put my normal clothes back on to go to the store. I got home. This is so fucking funny, dude. I try to get this modem hooked up, and you have to plug the modem directly into a laptop to act to, to um, activate it mm-hmm. through your network service. This nice new laptop right here in front of you, this mm-hmm. one I just got. Well, it's a, it doesn't have Ethernet cable. <laughs> so, and then some, most modems have uh, USB and Ethernet. Mm-hmm. Not this one. No. I had, get, I had to go back out. I went to the skate park to get my other laptop. Which is the biggest piece of junk in the world. It takes forever for it to start up just to the get that. The one that back. never moves from the skate park yeah, yeah. desk. 
to get it set up. That just plays the background for the TVs. <laughs> and then that didn't even freaking work. And I had to call Spectrum anyway to have them activated. And they activated it. And as, as you, I said earlier in the podcast, my internet is go, still going in and out. It's going in. It's not like I would have it for a little while and then it would be gone for a while until I reset my modem. Now it just turns on and off like for 30 seconds every like four minutes. So it's still a problem. I got to figure it out today. Dude, this is like, so fucking funny. <clears throat> anyway, you were saying? Oh, I don't think I really got like uh angry angry this week but i've been get some of your water bro yeah go for it i've been like slightly frustrated every day at work just from like little things i'm mm. at work i'm a very uh very calculated organized like i i mess drives me nuts there's a saying um that we use in the kitchen mise en place a place for everything and everything in its place okay and um it's uh it's like how you live in a kitchen. Like if your station's a mess, that's how your brain looks. That's a, a yeah, yeah. quote from a Bourdain book where he's like, you know, just, yeah, if your station's chaos, your brain is chaos. Like it, so I can't work under those conditions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get, I, I yeah, I, I actually get like angry and anxious about it. Um, so like, pe- some people around me. Um, they, they don't label anything. That's the thing mm. in a kitchen. You just... So your personality and big devi- five, big five trait personality in conscientious... You're, so you're somewhat high in conscientiousness and conscientiousness divides into industriousness and orderliness. So you're particularly high in orderliness. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. Well, it's uh, it's it's like the opposite of how I grew up. I mean, you've mm. seen my dad's house. Yeah. So, whoa, yeah. The thing with that sort of stuff is that it, it it it's biological entirely. Like yeah. Like you can be taught around it somewhere, and most of that has to be somewhat self-actualized. But like you, the personality type you're born with is going to dictate so much of that. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much just been frustrated with people being. Uh, it's just it's just the path of least resistance. It's just laziness. Mm. You know, no mm. one really cares. It's like. I don't know. It's simple stuff, and it makes your life easier. For sure. If you don't, if you don't like, you know, it's dumb stuff. Like I fold my towels and keep them where they're supposed to be, wherever I am at, because then you don't have to think. You have to do something really mm-hmm. quick. Like I need, you have an order for this, this, and this. You don't mm-hmm. have to think about where's my towel. Is it dry? Can I grab that because it's hot? Mm-hmm. Like you don't think. You just do. You don't have to look at anything. Everything's in the same spot. Mm-hmm. That's how you get good at that stuff. And if you're leave all those little things to the wayside then the bigger things are are almost impossible what i was saying about how trait conscientiousness divides into industriousness and orderliness <clears throat> i'm not very orderly but i'm very very industrious mm-hmm. and so like my what uh, what i'm god i'm like i lost that sentence how i was gonna say it i'm gonna give you a a, a similar analog to what you just said so like my when I worked at the bike shop, and I was working full time at the bike shop. <laughs> I just think of that Ralphie quote the restaurant. I, went, I heard your dad went into a bike shop and he ate everything in the bike shop. So when I worked in the bike shop, my workbench was like good, always mm-hmm. good. I was like crazy about my tools being there. Always, I would put all the tools back on the tool board, in between each repair or mm-hmm. most most often most repairs. And obviously, if you've ever been to the skate park. Is not how it flies now, not mm. even remotely close to it. But that's in relation when I 
was sitting at a workbench for the entirety of a 10-hour day for um, five and a half days a week. Like what you're saying makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the five mil is always where the five mil is. Mm-hmm. Now, I wrench on stuff not even every day, not even once a day. The amount of time, so, so it's like, to me, I'm like looking at time efficiency. It's like the, how infrequently I'm at the workbench for how infrequently I'm at the workbench, well, how does it matter how, like, if I have to look for an extra five seconds, it's like I'm only working on a bike once every other day. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. It should always be clean, but... It's almost like the opposite. Like, you have so much, so many, um, so much more high pri- higher priority yeah. things that the little things like an organized workbench are less of an issue, whereas my job is a hundred little jobs... Well, you could break. You could just simply break it down to the, the economics of time. Yeah. If I wrench on a bike twice a week and I have to add an additional ten seconds each time, I'm looking for a tool that's thirty seconds over the course of the week. If your towels are out of place and it costs you one second, but you grab your towel forty times every shift, that's forty times six. Yeah. You know exactly. that, that you're wasting. You're wasting like an hour of time looking for your towel. You know. Yeah. And it's and it and it goes even further than that to like if you keep your towels folded, then you use them. Uh, they get dirty slower dirtier slower mm-hmm. and then it becomes a food co- or a, an extra cost thing people th- stuff that people don't think about mm-hmm. if you're just like ripping a new towel out every time it gets a little mm-hmm. dirty you're wasting money and especially in a tiny restaurant like you need to you know dot your t's and cross your mm-hmm. eyes so i love it way <laughs> um, i love economics because you can't argue with economics like that's probably because i'm high in industriousness that like you can't deny the numbers like you can kind of like people can use numbers to kind of tell the story they wanted to tell, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, of all level of all people out there of high intellect, economists are the ones that are probably least biased because mm-hmm. it just you're looking at numbers. The numbers don't yeah. lie. Yeah, I mean, or facts. Whatever. Just basic economic theory. Um, <clears throat> this will work great. Venezuela, they they you know they're socialist. Mm-hmm. They adopted a Marxist theory called, um, what's it called? Dependency theory. So they're, they're, they were a developing country, uh, and so the theory is you find a bigger country and you ramp up your export of something that bigger country needs so they're dependent on you. Mm-hmm. And it kind of forgets the fact that you're dependent on them and that there's a turmoil within the market, right? So Venezuela went from their main export was oil at like 83% or something like that. And then they ramped it up to, their, they were like, it was like 97% of their export and export income mm-hmm. was based on oil. And then five years ago when the oil prices dropped, their economy dropped. Tanked, yeah. It, yeah. And then, you know, that's, that's Marxism, I guess. And in, in some, in one version of it, yeah, that's similar to what we were talking about last week. I put all my eggs in one basket, and then when the basket uh, isn't cutting, filling the bill, you know, shit just fell apart. And now in Venezuela, that who God knows what's happening there. People are raging. It's like Ralph with the with the egg basket. He keeps finding his egg. It's like, ah, oh, I found an egg, and then he puts it in the basket, and there's a hole in the basket. Oh. And he keeps finding the same one. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. All right, so where we were, we're talking about vocational schools. Mm-hmm. A little bit there. So what I would say, 
to to um that's weird this is the first time we're trying to jump back in after a break so interesting um yeah people go to college they don't know what they're doing they just do it to do it and then they're like how many friends if you're listening to this podcast right now raise your hand if you have student debt and you don't work in the profession you went to school for and then a lot of one of the six people listening raises their hands <laughs> but yeah you should um ironically being on the podcast forum I believe this is the future of education, mm-hmm. and other pe- other people are saying that too. And they're co- the term they use is found learning time, the idea that while you're doing other things in life, you can be listening and learning. So, what I would propose is that you kids should be pushed to learn a trade right out of high school, learn that trade so you ha- so you have it and you have it forever. And then you can use found learning time to learn about other stuff. Like that's, my that's brother good. does HVAC. Dad fell. He fell in 2015, dude. Oof. Um, <laughs> my brother, so my brother does HVAC. Uh, he listens to a lot of podcasts because he used to drive from job site to job site. If you're doing drywall, like there's there's a lot of things, you know, busy but not, we said. Mm-hmm. Where you can be learning about other things. And you could use that time to maybe find something you give a shit about. And then maybe you could transition into part-time work and going to school. But you got to spend... We're going to have so much access to information in, in the podcast forum and other long-format conversation platforms that it really gives people a whole new tool to wield. In, in, in the, the Probably the biggest piece in, in, in the great problem is, is what do you do for a living and is it fulfilling to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. We need more skilled trade. There's like no denying that. Um, so, let's see where we were in here. So, the, we talk about the American dream, how it's, it's based in capitalism. You know, you have economic stability, and that really is beautiful. The problem, the socialist stuff, in socialism and like pure socialism, which is basically communism, it, all, it doesn't value the individual. You're only a group. Like the state owns everything, and it's redistributed based on su- the ideology of a ruling body. And we've talked about ideology a lot. Ideology is rigid. It doesn't update. This entirely stifles innovation and the progress because there's, there's actually nothing to aim for when you're in like a socialist structure. So if you're subscribed to a, a narrow so societal version of goals, like you are working toward a goal and it may be fulfilling, but you're not really doing it. Like you're doing it. It's like pseudo goals, right? Yeah. It's, and that's an, that echoes in how, um, so how the, although you can achieve a goal in this system, in the socialist system, economic stabi- mobility does not exist. Economic mobility doesn't exist. So, the analogy to the psyche would be the uh, psychological mobility doesn't exist. You may achieve your goals and it'd be somewhat fulfilling, but it's not going to be enlightening. It's not going to move you toward being a more fulfilled person, really. You might be, feel accomplished, but you're definitely not going to be as fulfilled. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Like we, we will tend towards market regulation through socialization, through stability, you know, we're... You know, we're evolved to be problem solvers because we're omnivores, you know? But at the same time, we're evolved to, like, if we find a path that works, we want to stay in the path. We want to be in the path of, of least resistance because that's what seems easier 
when you have unarticulated goals and values, a.k.a. you haven't had an economist to really break down your market. The more you continually subscribe to a socialized version of goals and values, the less likely you are to ever find fulfillment and happiness. Unless like you're that one person <laughs> whose goals just happen perfectly in line with exactly what society tells you, and you're like, what up, dude? This is my, on you, though. This is my Orwellian <laughs> utopian world, which is, uh, yeah. It's Honestly, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous to just subscribe to what everyone else tells you. Like, you have to... Forge your own path. You need to think of your psyche as a unregulated free market in your meditative space. Like, you're going to have... You can use your free market to make little abstractions of yourself and play it out in your, in, in, in your head in real time. What if I did this? What happens if I do that? And then, can you take... That little version of you you made in your, in your head that tried that other thing you were scared to do. And then does, can you drop it in the world that actually does exist? Or at least the best representation of the world you live in now? Because obviously there's going to be a, a difference between how you perceive the world and how the world actually is. We all know someone that lives in not this reality. <laughs> uh, no, too many people are extremely delusional. Yeah, like people that work at Walmart and can't get your freaking modem out. Jesus Christ. I got to run to the gym soon. So... Yeah, all right. Well, that's about an hour, which is perfect. That's where I wanted to keep it. Uh, we're going to do what I, what I said before. I'm going to read one of Michael Pollan's food rules from his book, Food Rules. Uh, Apt, Apt's title. Which I would say this is a great book if you want to get into reading about food. I love Michael Pollan. Uh, this book is just one simple rule. I'm not going to read the description of the rule, but it's a rule for you to use to implement into your lifestyle and diet. So this would be rule number one in part one. Eat food. Done. That's um, pretty sweet. And the gist of that is that uh, there's a difference between food and food-like substances. Food is natural. Food will rot. Food will go bad. Food cannot sit on the counter till tomorrow and be okay. Well, some food, but oh, for the most part. Don't so, refrigerate your onions. Why not? You don't need to. They're, too, they're like root vegetables. You don't need to put them in what the What about fridge. eggs? You don't have to refrigerate eggs. What about legs? Probably... Should, I mean, if they hurt, you should definitely refrigerate your okay, legs. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, thanks. Right. Uh, if you like it, hit us up on uh, Instagram, at WrenchLife. No, it's actually at WrenchYourLife. We are on YouTube, We're also WrenchLife. We're going to have all the videos on YouTube, so if you, if you like listening to us, you can see our beautiful toothless faces on the YouTube we have zero <laughs> subscribers. We're crushing the game. So, get out there. Appreciate a beautiful moment. You don't got to get up at 7 a.m. and look at the sunrise and run, because that sounds terrible. But you can think to yourself, maybe I could do that one day. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next month. But you'll never get there if you don't start wrenching your life today.